Hey everybody and welcome back to the Weekly Dadcast. It's your host James and in-house villain Claude here. Unfortunately, our in-house pedophile couldn't be uh, on the show today. Uh, he said something about trying to find uh, his next morsel. And George is still trapped in the ghost zone with the cast of Stranger Things, so... I forgot George was on this. Yeah, yeah, we all forget George is on this. Um, so he's still, he, he's still, you know, in the ghost zone with the cast of Stranger Things, so season three still up in the air if that's going to be coming out anytime this year. Probably not. Uh, that kid apparently has really good gum feel. I don't know. You guys have been pushing this gum feel for a while. We have. It's all we have. It's all we have on George, other than we him being a ghost. Stuff. What What are we gonna make about a ghost who isn't here? Uh, plenty. I mean, on the top, off the top, like not that much. But I'm saying, if it's been, if it's been months, you know, yeah, whatever, we can move on. Anyway, moving on to the fan mail. Uh, if you'd like to send in your fan questions, send them at to weeklydadcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's weeklydadcast at gmail.com. I actually changed the email uh, and the Twitter and uh, the twitch.tv uh, URLs. They are all now weeklydadcast to uh, align with our with our branding, if you will. So uh, make sure you make sure all of you hardcore dadcast fans out there, all uh, one of you, um, there is at least one. There's a guy who likes every single uh every single post we make on podbean uh on is it you no it's not me it's uh on weeklydadcast.podbean.com his name's alex alex cars no that's the guy's username his username is the name okay so so alex if you're out there dude hit us up why aren't you sending us fan questions dude i know you're listening i can see you listening just leave him alone let him enjoy his life man i hope i hope one day i get murdered by a dadcast fan <laughs> like just you just... might be murdered by a dadcast member if you play your cards right <laughs> i might maybe it'll be both maybe alex is secretly george all along and this is just some weird long con i don't know but, if george uh... even knows how to find the podcast <laughs> well i mean he's got it's hard to find it in the ghost so i don't think they get very good signal there but um, we have a fan question take from Dustin. Dustin asks, "What is your favorite and least favorite film or adaptation?" Uh, this can be anything from film, anime, manga, uh, literature. Um, I'd have to say mine. The best adaptation of anything is the. Fuck! Oh, what is it? Oh shit! My fa- uh oh no oh no I'm blanking okay, oh, you can do it uh, I believe in you uh Monogatari Monogatari is the best adaptation of a light of a series of light novels um it's even strong it's, it's a it's a very strong series even though it has that really bad uh that really bad season in uh kind of in the very beginning there you talking about Nisei and of course, I'm talking about Nisei. What am I going to talk I, about? For all I know, you might love Nisei. You might love all the feet shit. And the, and the, and I... the no, no major look. Events. Sky... <laughs> look, Skyler's the foot, the foot, footman. Okay, he's he's the armpit, armpit in the, the armpit man. <laughs> armpit. That's what happens when you <laughs> combine armpits and feet. You get armpit. 
So he's the armpit man, right? He mm-hmm. honestly, with it everything said and done, Nisei should be Skylar's arc, considering everything that's in there. Um, my arc is any arc that has a bunch of Senjo Gahara in it, because Senjo Gahara is the best. I don't think she'd want to talk to you. I don't think she'd want to talk to most of us. You had to, be, you had to follow a very specific guideline of like who you are as a person. You'd literally her, have like, to be to her boyfriend. <laughs> like, I don't think she'd like any other character type. I don't believe you would approach her again after she put a razor blade in your mouth and cut you. You know, it's hard to say. I'm very. It's pretty. Mean. I'm pretty sure if a girl put a gun to your head and like pulled the trigger and it's like, oh shit, jammed, whatever, and then she left. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be like, like, let me see what she is doing on Tuesday. Like, you were about <laughs> to die. She was trying know, to man. cause you harm. I don't know, man. I'm I'm desperate. You know me. You know how I am. You know about the ripped underwear. But, uh... Yeah, I do yeah. know. Yeah, we all know. We all know. Stained ripped underwear. Um... I was My, my brain autocorrected to stained for My Hero Academia. You're talking about, like, his <laughs> ripped underwear. I was like, what the fuck? He's got ripped underwear. Uh, he he's might. Probably, he probably Everything does. Everything is tattered. Yeah. You, don't, you you can't change your underwear when you're out killing heroes. Can't. You don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the, my least favorite adaptation is the adaptation, the film adaptation, uh, for American audience. The okay, the American Ghost in the Shell movie. Um, everything about that movie as a concept does not belong. Uh, in the American version, uh, out to the to the fact that it's a or an origin film for the major, who's part of her whole character is the fact that she doesn't have an origin, and the origin is just a justification to make her white. <laughs> That's mm. the worst part. Do you did you see that movie? Um, no, no, I did not want to. Yeah, well, um. Basically, what you end up finding out the major's backstory, and the backstory is like she was she died as a little girl, and they put her in a common robot body, um, which is Scarlet Scarlet Johansson, and for some reason it's like, and like you kind of already know that about the major, you know she's some she she was put in a in a common model, she's some dip brain from a common model, but you don't know her actual backstory, um. But here you get the whole thing. Oh, she died in a car crash, or she died in like a plane crash or some shit. And they just decide, oh, we'll put her in this special, this special unit, and it's Scarlett Johansson. And the whole movie is just trying, just an explanation as to why the the actress is white and not like an Asian woman or whatever. It's mm. bad. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's a bad adaptation. What's your favorite adaptation? Um, so for me, it was far easier for me to come with an adaptation I did not like. I actually have two, um, but I this one it probably isn't my actual answer, but like it's the best I can think of off the top. And it is uh, My Hero Academia is my favorite um, adaptation, mainly because like I started reading it when the show was at episode like four, like where mm-hmm. Deku and Bakugo were gonna fight for the first time. Like, that's when I found out about the series, and I was like, okay, let me read this. And I read it, and I was like, man, I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I've said it before, like, you can't beat Yutaka Nakamura. Like, his work and just all... Studio Bones is fucking, like, stacked with high-quality animators. Um, 
and like just it's all of the scenes, all of the scenes they have they're like big you know bombastic action stuff like it's fantastic the all might versus nomu fight was like oh. four pages in the manga and they turned it into like a 45 second like spectacle and like because of that like there's never been a point there was every time there's been a moment i'm like man i'm so hyped to see this they've done significantly more than i expected them to do like to this day still like deku versus bakugo 2 is like one of my favorite anime fights like period not just for like high quality animation just like how they how the screen scenes uh, scenes were shot and everything mm -hmm. um fucking love it have we gone a Bak uh, uh, deku versus bakugo 3 yet or are we still at 2 no they haven't fought again yet okay uh, i don't see why they'd fight again they, they seem pretty much on the same page uh, if they fought again, would probably have to be like a, like a now now that we've gotten so much better, let's let's see who who's gotten the best, I guess. The well, I see them doing that as far as like a hey, we both are in this training, who's gonna do better? But as far as them going all out and fighting each other, the first you know time what? was that's the it's the last chapter of the manga, is that fight? It's the only way. I, mean, I don't know how they do the last. I don't know. I'm actually curious to see how they do it. Is he gonna is he gonna pull like a fucking Kenichi, history's strongest disciple. And it's like, you don't even see what Deku looks like. You just see he has like tattered man hands and he's like the number one hero. That's what they did with Kenichi. Oh, really? You don't even yeah. see what he looks like? I didn't, I didn't like, well, I think you, you get to see it in like uh, something later. But as far as the final panel, you just see he has these super fucking strong hands. He's writing a letter about like, I am the biggest, I'm the biggest <laughs> doji now. Look how fat my cock is. Like, I, like, I actually didn't read Kenichi. I watched a little bit of it, and my friends loved it. And then he told me he was disappointed with the ending. Is that is that verbatim as per the official translation? Is look yes. How, okay. Please Good look how fat my cock is. Is an actual canon line for Kenichi. If you don't believe me, don't look it up. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, yeah, no. It's uh, I might actually be wrong about Kenichi thing because he told me about that a while ago. And I might just be shifting things, whatever. But yeah, for, right now my favorite that I could say off the top is MHA. As far as my two least favorite ones, um, the first is Berserk 2016, 2017, because like, it's not even that they're just bad adaptations. We've gotten adaptations of the Golden Age so often, and this is the first time it's like, hey, we're getting an adaptation that's past the Golden Age, which is like, this is what I've been wanting since I first watched Berserk. Like, when did I, when did I watch it? It was right after senior year. So like 2009, 2008, mm -hmm. 2009 is when I first watched Berserk. Um, and, you know, I read the whole manga and then I was like, oh, yeah, we're getting this anime for it. Fantastic. And I saw the first episode. I was like, oh, oh, no. But I mean, I stuck with it for the full season. I was like, I hope they uh, they do better. Really? You, you thought you thought it was going to get better? I was hoping the next season. Oh. Like, because if you get a lot of complaints, you know, maybe that will do some shit. Because I didn't hear nobody who was happy with it. This was me being optimistic. Um, plus, you know, the the director was not that experienced with, like, 3D and all that shit. So I was like, all right, you know, maybe he'll, he'll learn from this stuff. No. No, he got worse somehow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a massive disappointment. Because never again will I get anything past the Golden Age. The closest... Was the the was the Berserk Muso game yeah. Berserk and the Band of the Hawk, which is a fucking terrible name. Berserk and his Band of the Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the Hawks. other one, 
was yeah. M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. To this day, Avatar The Last Airbender is like one of my favorite animated series like of all time. I love it like to death. I've seen that series like three times already. My girl has never seen it, so I'll probably watch it a fourth time because I want an excuse <laughs> to do it again. And it's a great show that I feel like she, she'd probably like a lot, especially when you get to book two. Yeah. Because uh, book, book one, depending on your interest, is hit or miss. Um, I guess I never miss, huh? I mean, usually no. It's just like... Like in my opinion, like if you're stacking up season or book three, the, book the, five, the show the really does pick pick up after book one because book one still has like a lot of whimsy to it, and book two is when stuff starts actually like setting up and yeah, it's, together. And it, it, it becomes a lot more serious. Like you had Zuko as your primary like bad guy in that one, and they keep like jobbing him. Like my mm-hmm. one of my favorite. I was like, wow, they embarrassed this man. I remember thinking that when I first saw the first, like, where it was him and uh, and Aang in a room, and like they were like squaring off, and Aang slammed him into the wall with a bed. The bed f- fell on the floor. He fell on the floor, and Aang like made the wind fly upwards, and the bed slammed Zuko into the yeah. ceiling. Yeah. Like, like that scene, I was like, wow, wow, a way to embarrass him. Yeah. And every time they fought to embarrass him, so I was like, all right, you know, season one is it has a couple of moments that were kind of serious, but it's usually goofy. Mm-hmm. Then you get season two, and you get Azula, and they do not play Azula because Apl- no. Azula she flunked recess because she don't play, <laughs> right? Now, yeah, I stole that shit from Nigga Turtles. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and anytime she's there, it is the most serious, intense thing, and everything is great. I'm like, wow. So you know, that's that's the only reason I was mentioning that. But back to the initial point, like that movie was shit. I didn't expect someone to do a good job cramming an entire season's worth into one movie but like it got to a point where i was like this is awful and that point came very quickly yeah. uh i think the point in my in my mind where i was like uh this is now officially the worst is the earth bending prison because yeah. you remember how it happened in the show yes okay yeah because they were on a barge and everything like that and mm-hmm. I, I still remember like the speech chorus like you can do it you can do it it's like you think some kind words and cold will change these people? Like, and then, you know, of course they revolted. It was all great. But the thing is, they were on a barge in the middle of the ocean. What happened here? They were in little prison camps with rocks everywhere and no one fought. And they outnumbered the guards, like so many. Back on, like, you know, the barge, they didn't have anything. It's about the feeling of of, of, of being overpowered by the Fire Nation. It's about how it takes eight earthbenders to do a synchronized dance to move one small rock. Oh, but it was such a dense rock, though. I don't even know what that sentence means. It was a dense rock. It was heavier than it looked because it's... You know how density works, but, you know, it was a dense rock. That's why they needed eight. I think I shat myself the hardest, like, immediately in the movie when it was like... They need a source of fire to to fire bend, but when Sozin's comet comes, you know, then they can bend without fire. I was like, so what? what I'm saying, what I'm hearing here is that when Sozin's comet comes in the movie, they'll be as strong as a regular ass nigga in the show any day of the week. <laughs> That's great. That's just under. How did the Fire Nation? How does the Fire Nation work? effectively how did they overpower people are they just carrying torches 
Um, yes. They're, they're just doing, is that what they do? They just march into, they just pull a, like a West Virginia protest with the torches? Yeah. With the tiki torches? That's okay. actually exactly what they did. They walked in with tiki torches and, and fucking firebended everywhere. That's awful. It was the tiki torch brigade. <laughs> That's awful. I hate that. I will say, to that movie's credit, it had like one of the most metal death scenes I've seen in anything in a while. Really? Yes. Have you seen the movie? No. I heard okay, that but... they, I heard that they pronounced all Aang's name as Ong and Ap Appa as Appa, and I just I knew I was I knew I wasn't gonna like I it. Think I think just... Sokka is Soka. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some bad pronunciations. There's the only scene I like is all right. You remember the show when like. Uh, it was at the very end. It was Zuko versus Admiral Zhao. Yeah. Well, that happens here, and then okay. Zuko and um, Uncle leave, and then like, it, it. What happened in the show was Aang, you know, became you know he he worked together with the spirit of wasn't the, the moon of the sea. Yeah, yeah the, the sea. Yeah, and like when it left him, it was like, oh, fuck this guy. And it took him and dragged him underwater, and then you never saw him again. Well, Damn. you did see him again, but you didn't see him again until uh, Legend of Korra. Right. Um, oh, he shows up in Legend of Korra? Yeah, he got dragged to the spirit world. And he's fucking, he was left in this area that like you will forever be confused and not know what you're doing and not know what's happening. So he's just been there. Like, he's like, I am the great Admiral Zhao. I've conquered the moon. And he's like, just in a daze, screaming over and over. And he's been there for like 50 years. Jesus Christ. So yeah, he just, yeah, yeah, it's pretty not great. Um, but what happened in the movie was four, like, waterbenders with the face masks and everything. Like, they didn't, they just came in like a squad. They just came up. <laughs> <laughs> and saw him and he was like you want something too and he was going to fight them and they all swirled water around him and he couldn't move and they drowned him in that bubble and then they just dropped him and walked away not a single line of dialogue for any of them i was like that's that was fucking metal that was pretty good <laughs> jesus that's yeah that's horrifying okay <laughs> it's pretty good uh God. that's the only part of that movie i'm like yeah that, this this is good i like this uh, did I tell you, I think I might have talked about this on the podcast before, but at one point when I had my old apartment, I was watching The Happening with my friends, uh, and we, you know, we, we, you know, it's The Happening, it's a, M. Night, it's a bad M. Night Shyamalan film. So and one we of your drink. friends was like, now I need to kill myself, because <laughs> of the well, plants. That, well, no, that was me, uh, all no. the time, uh, but no, we were drinking... And then we got to the end of the movie and like everything's happy now. Everybody's fine. And like a little girl, her, the little girl survived and she's going on a school bus and she has a backpack on. And I happened to notice on her backpack is the Avatar The Last Airbender stuff logo. It's <laughs> and I saw that and immediately was like, this motherfucker just hinted at his next movie <laughs> in the in the end of this terrible movie. I'm mad. <laughs> I got, I got, I got fucking pissed. I was like, I was shouting at how insulted I felt <laughs> that this man had the audacity to tease his next project in the, in the happening. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have minded that if it was like the sixth sense or some shit. But when did made, the happening come out? It it came out like a year or two before Avatar: The Last Airbender. I don't like, know when. Could, the reason I'm asking is, did he do this like when it was confirmed he was going to do Avatar? Or was it like, I want to do Avatar, so let me, you know, here's a little hint, let me throw something here. Let me I didn't see. know if it was like a, you know. 
Let me, I'm checking right now. Uh, the Happening came out in 2008. So, let's see. Last Airbender came uh, out in 2010. So, two years. Um, so, he was probably in the middle of talks. Or yeah, right. He probably confirmed talks at that point, at least, uh, if they hadn't started production. Or writing or something. But, yeah. Yeah, I just... I got loud when I saw that shit. It was mm-hmm. um, but thank you, Dustin, for sending in your uh, your fan mail. And again, for anybody who wants to uh, send us fan questions, feel free to email us at weeklydadcast at gmail dot com or tweet us at weeklydadcast on Twitter. In case that wasn't like self explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, so Claude, you you had a pretty short week, didn't you? Because you uh you were pretty busy. Or... I'm not gonna say it was short, but it's not a lot to talk about. Yeah, um, right, you go first. So basically, I started a lot of stuff recently. Um, here's what my daily schedule is like: wake up, uh, unless for some reason I'm taking off in the morning. I wake up around five. I uh, walk the dog, go to the gym. After the gym, shower, shit, shave, you know, all that stuff you need to do to get ready. Go to school because I just started school again this semester. Um, I start my major is in uh psychology so we'll see where that goes oh uh after that i head straight to work i work for x amount of hours depending on the day because you know and i'll take work home too if i need to after that uh the other thing i started on top of school was uh boxing i've been going to a boxing gym about four to five days a week um well and I usually do that, you know, go home, shower, and all that. So, and I'm done with my day at around 9 p.m. So Monday through Thursday, or Monday, well, I guess, no, there's no school on Friday, of course, for me, but I'm at work during that time. So Monday through Friday, my schedule is basically 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. And uh, I, I have not been this busy in a long ass time but I like most of it. I like all of my teachers except for like one who's like very, very, very boring. The rest of them are interesting. Uh, boxing lessons are fantastic. I feel sore everywhere, but I'm loving it. Um, how long do you uh, usually spend boxing? Uh, when I'm there, I'm there for about an hour and a half to two hours. Okay. And when I do my morning gym, which is like strength training, I'm there for about an hour to an hour and a half. Sometimes two hours, but that one's not as much because, you know, I got to make sure I'm prepped to go to school. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, the only, I mean, I've watched, like, some anime from this season. Um, nothing, like, big yet, and we'll have our conversation about that in a couple weeks when we get more on the season for our initial impressions because I still haven't seen a lot of shows. Um, I did catch up, I did read a manga. I found one, and I read all of it. And it's called Uzaki-chan wa Asobitai. Or Asobitai. Sorry, I'm still oh, yeah, my this pronunciation. Yeah, the cute, the cute girl with sharp teeth. Does she um, have sharp teeth? No, she just has a little lip fang. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, I think you'd actually like it a lot. I've I've seen, you know, I've seen what you've posted and stuff. I recognize it, I just, but I have not looked at it. Right, so uh, the premise of this is basically... Uh, Alright, so think about, like... Nagataro, but one, yeah. she's not as malicious at the beginning. Uh, and two, the MC is well, yeah, because she was pretty bad at the beginning. She, yeah. I've seen some stuff later, she does get better. Um, 
uh, the MC doesn't take her shit. That that's one big thing. Is like it'll be like she's laughing him for something, and she'll he'll throw her outside, and she'll be like, "Please no, let me back in." And he's like, <laughs> "Get the fuck away from here!" Um, <laughs> like instead of like being like, "No, you know, I'm kind of cr- like getting point close to the t- point of tears." Be- being a bitch, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's one reason. The other reason I like it a lot is because you get out of some shenanigans because it's not them being in high school like that. They're they're actually both college age. She's. 19 and she turns 20 in one of the chapters and he's 21 mm-hmm. um and it's just like their relationship is fantastic where it's like it's very clear like the people around them is like they like each other but they're not saying they like each other but it's mostly the guy's fault for not realizing because there's been times where like she's what was the line that made me like okay i like this it's now I remember she mentioned like playing video games with him because she's she also likes playing games and she mentioned she had an offhand line about like oh yeah you know come play games over here and whatnot plus this would be convenient because this is closer to school for for me to go to in the morning i was like wait what are you talking about he's like well i mean can't i just start staying here like like so it's like Mm -hmm. all right you you know she has the interest and she has a lot of really great scenes and she gets her she gets what's coming to her every now and then Mm -hmm. uh like overall it's just a great read uh, Uzaki-chan wa Asobitai is the name. Type it in. If you don't like it by the first three chapters, because they're very short chapters, then like, okay. Oh. But if you like playful teasing from a... Well, I, I don't know what to really call her. I'm not going to say a sweet girl. She's, she can be nice. She can be very nice at times. She can be shit at other times. Um, like, she like because the main character likes spending a lot of his time alone. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I like just being alone, and she's like, let me keep pestering him. And there was a point where, I don't remember what it was, she yelled something in the middle of a crowd <laughs> uh, to, like, basically draw as much attention to him as possible. He's like, fine, 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 shut up, come with me then. Um, and I don't know, it, it's, it's just a great read. I can't really say too much about it, because it's not one of those things with a deep plot. It's just it's entertaining. It, it, yeah, it's like entertaining little, uh, what's the word, um vignettes i guess per, yeah. on every chapter um and only 23 chapters so it's not that long to read and it's coming out monthly i'll uh i'll put a i'll put a link to the manga in a uh the description for this episode at weeklydadcast.podbean.com uh mondays in the morning so uh y- y'all y'all listening make sure to check that description for these these hot wholesome comedy anime uh, mangas I guess that's what people come here for. Um, it's wholesome. It is very wholesome. Uh, my week has been packed full of pretty much nothing but job applications, a couple of interviews, and a lot of anime. Um, so I didn't watch any seasonal anime in. Yep, it's okay. Uh, I didn't watch any seasonal anime in 2018. I watched like a couple episodes of part five. Of Jojo just to see how it came out and but I didn't have the time or the drive to really look at anything so I decided well I'm going to take some recommendations from people that I know that watch stuff that have been wanting me to watch some of some of these shows and also stuff that I think I would like anyway that I want to keep up with so I made a list of nine shows uh, Jesus. most oh never mind sorry I thought yeah. you were talking about to talk about tonight or today 
Yeah, I made a list of nine shows uh, um, and put them in like a priority. Most of them are 2018 shows. Some of them are older, but but most of them are 20, 2019, 2018. So the first one I, I watched uh, was Serial Experiments Lane, which if you're not familiar, uh, is a 90s like cyberpunk anime made like when the internet was first starting to get really popular delves a lot into like identity and um the philosophy of um being into everybody being interconnected it at one point touches up on uh similar themes that evangelion touches uh touches on but it doesn't stay too long on that track it, it makes sure it keeps itself very unique it's a very unique show uh the art direction is nuts there's there's very little time when something isn't going on with what's in the frame uh the very first shot is like lane the main character stepping out of her house but the the, the side of her house is like pure white so you don't actually see the door or any of the detail of the wall so when she opens the door it's just like plain white and then she steps out and the staircase she's on is also pure white and the shadows are like this weird red black gradient it almost looks like the the final boss of like earthbound like as a shadow it's weird um i finished that it was really good i also finished the first half of attack on titan season three which is continuing in april uh i cannot wait because season three was great um Without getting into too many spoilers, like they, a lot of the, a lot of people complained that uh, this was probably going to be like a really boring because of how the manga is structured. Yeah, I was uh, one. I was one of those people. Yeah, uh, they did an amazing job with with restructuring the anime. Uh, everything is so well paced. They get through everything and just in a nice, quick thing. We're we're not having this problem we had with with season one that was fixed in season two where people are just dropping just dropping hard fucking truth bombs um but yeah attack on titan season three has been great so far i can't wait to see uh what happens in the last in the last half i i can almost i'm almost positive we're gonna fi we're gonna finish on the basement i'm pretty sure we're gonna get to the basement um so what i heard before from like manga readers is like we got a couple seasons till we get in there really because they they've got yeah. their main goal right now is they've solved like a polit the political aspect. Now they're just trying to beat to get to to reclaim the wall so they can freely explore the basement. I mean, so I'm I not saying that person's right. I'm just saying what I heard. No, I know. I'm just I'm just I'm with that with that information. I'm just I'm trying to think of how that would have to, like I haven't read the manga, so I don't know. Maybe something some weird shit happens, but I can't I I can't imagine how that's gonna work. Um, I also watched a trigger show called SSSS Gridman, uh, which is like a adaptation of a, of a popular Super Sentai show. Super supporters of Straight Shota. No, no, no. James was on that league. I was not on that league. <laughs> <laughs> that was not me. That was not me. That was my the leader. No, no. Oh, God, no. Um, uh... Yeah, Gridman is pretty good. Um, it's a trigger show. You finish it or you just get far into it? I finished it. I'm finished. I only have four shows left. Out of the oh, nine. Um, 
And those are. What do you think about episode? So, is that is that the nine or ten? The one the 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 alternate um, reality. The Akane episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alternate reality was was pretty fun and sad. Um, I'd say I'm, I'm I've only seen Kill a Kill, but so far it's it's way better written than Kill a Kill, and I think it's because of they went with an episodic format, much like a Super Sentai show. So I think it works a lot better, and it's only twelve episodes. Well, wait, no, Kill a Kill was twelve episodes. So I don't know. The 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 writing was just better in the show. The CG had to get you know it got some getting used to but it was used really effectively with uh with certain shots like the the super lightning kick was that was best in 3d um grid i did like beam. yeah yeah grid 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 beam was uh was also really good um i really liked the switch to 2d at the very end uh with the final fight uh that was that was a nice uh change of pace um I also watched Asobi Asobase, which is godlike, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm sure, and I'm sure we'll have more to talk about that later for our big discuss, because it got snubbed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm halfway through Hinamatsuri, which I'm enjoying. Um, okay, it's... what's the last thing you saw on that? Because they're like, I want to know if you've gotten to why we think Anzu is best girl. Uh, you're. Oh, I'm. I'm uh, episode six. So uh, the, here, here's one of my favorite quotes from Anzu. She's not even fit to be homeless. That's that episode. Okay. Hey, well, I I don't rem- remember. Like, all right. What, what's the last thing you saw her doing? Uh, Anzu was helping. Um, what's her name? Uh, the blue-haired one. Oof. Hina. Hina, yeah. Anzu was helping Hina be homeless. Okay, I know what you're talking. Oh, yeah. okay. Now I thought you were saying Anzu wasn't fit to be homeless. I was like, no, she, no, yeah, she no. Cut my it favorite, well. my favorite quote from Anzu is her saying that Hina is not fit, is not even fit to be homeless. Uh, Hina Matsuri is pretty fun. It's very comfy. It's a, it's a very sweet story. Uh, it's, it's a different kind of funny from. Asobi Asobase Asobase really relies heavily on like just minute to minute like minute to minute gags um Hinamatsuri is more like I guess classically comedic in the sense that okay. it's like more sorry what what what's up you good uh, I, I didn't I didn't know when the good point was like I just checked you said episode 6 is the next episode for you yeah yeah episode 6 is the episode that like solidifies Anzu's best girl. Okay. I'll make sure I'll I'll probably finish it tonight, so. Yeah, me- message me ping me uh when you finish that episode. Okay. And you'll okay. understand completely. Sorry for okay. interrupting. You can continue. How dare you interrupt me? Anyway. Oh, please let <laughs> Uh uh is pretty fun. Uh, it's a very comfy show. Uh, I'm I'm having trouble getting into it as much as I got into a Sobase. Uh, but it's just, I think it's just because I'm i am more used to Asobase's kind of comedy and Hinamatsuri is the, the kind of show I don't typically watch. So, but I've been enjoying it. It's very fun. Um, I also watched the three Netflix Godzilla movies. Uh, if you told me that Godzilla was going to be fighting orbital frames, I wouldn't believe you. Uh, but that, yeah, uh, yeah, that happens. Okay. I need to watch it sooner. <laughs> yeah. Um 
the CG is pretty serviceable, but in 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 the third movie, it's oh, the way. Okay, so they've done they did a really interesting thing in the way they adapted King Ghidorah, who is the main villain of of the third movie. They did a really interesting thing, and there's some really cool visuals that we see. But the problem with that is that the way the, the specific way they've adapted it makes it so that the fight between him and Godzilla is super boring and uneventful to watch oh. because because the whole fight is them just standing around and then the humans go like, what what what's happening I don't understand what's happening and then somebody figures out what's happening and then you cut back to the human who has to solve a problem and the actual action between the two big ass monsters is super nothing which sucks but uh but I will give the give the movie credit the movie's credit the, they've adapted Godzilla lore to be pretty fucking cool uh what they do in the first movie with Godzilla like with Godzilla the creature is cool what they do in the second movie with Mecha Godzilla is really cool. Oh, so Mecha Godzilla wasn't like I. All right, I'm asking these because I literally know nothing except for that they exist. I know. Yeah, second movie has Mecha Godzilla, um, in in a way you would not predict. Um, is he the bones of the first Godzilla? No. Again? No. 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 I just you you can't you're you're not gonna guess it. Okay, it's one of those. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then. And then in three, you have an adaptation of Ghidorah and Mothra, although Mothra gets zero play, unfortunately. So, hinder, hampering your expectations. It, it, it's, it, you watch it and you see the scene happen, and it's like the movie might as well have not shown you that because it, because nothing else happens with it, and it's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Mm hmm. Um, so Mothra the Creature doesn't get a whole lot of play, but stuff in vault story details involving Mothra are pretty interesting in hindsight when you realize what it is. Um, anyway, uh, the movies are pretty good. Um, CGI is fine. Uh, I, what I really like is Godzilla. His roar is so strong. It just sounds like it's being bass boosted and it's stupid and I love it. <laughs> It's like it's like those like those meme bass boosted videos, just Godzilla's voice, and it's great because it, it just Godzilla's roar is ear rape. Basically, that's basically what it is. Um, yeah, but it's a it's a pretty good adaptation, I'd say. I would give it a watch if you're a Godzilla fan. Um, so after Hinamatsuri, I'll be watching Mom Psycho 100, and then I'll be watching kaiji and ipo and that's all I'll and that's all i'll have uh hopefully mom, i'll finish hopefully <laughs> hopefully i'll finish this list by by february um so i mean because geez i thought this was going to take a lot longer but you sure you don't want to move uh ipo before mob just so you can get further into let mob psycho season two get further in Nah, because I'm already waiting for Attack on Titan Season 3 to finish, so it's like, I don't mind waiting for for a whole, uh, the whole season to finish anyway. Um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying, uh, and that that's my anime stuff. Um, as far as anything else, that's pretty much it. I my Most of my time has been work, trying to find work in anime, 
it's it's ridiculous um so with all that being said let us move on to the uh to the waifu cast uh claude you want to give us a quick rundown of what the waifu cast is waifu cast is when a couple of weeaboos talk about 2d girls and which one's best and if like they're viable to choose as a waifu yes um so right now the waifu we're we going through is Yukari because we didn't actually we swapped off of her the first time we were supposed to talk about her. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, I think Yukari is viable. Uh, I, I love her. Not. I think she's viable because I love her little uh, necklace that, choker thing that she wears. Uh, I think it's cute. Uh, I also like her design in general. I like the hair, and I like the bow. Um. And you know, I like her, her character is like the the straight man, like girl, like female friend character, uh, in the mix of your bro, your your bromance, not bromance, but your your bro coworker, I guess, with Jun Junpei. I, I just like their, I like how how they all um, interact with each other. Uh, Junpei, the main character, and uh, Yukari specifically. Um. Also, you know, she turns into a fucking Power Ranger. That's awesome. You, you gonna say yeah. a Power Ranger isn't viable? Didn't you talk about how stupid Power Ranger was after you were watching it? Power Rangers is stupid, but I still love it. <laughs> now, I will say she shit because she's a terrible fucking character. Like, she like I, I get it, but like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Like you're, like, you're the least interesting, and in my opinion, in my opinion, of all the Persona games I've played, which is, you know, 3, 4, and 5, she is the worst female character in any of those games. Damn. Like, I can't Damn. even think of another one who's, like, I, like... Fuka. And I'm talking about party members. Fuka's, like, okay, <laughs> in the sense that, like, she's kind of, like, nervous and timid about things, and that's kind of cute, versus Yukari is, like... I'm mad at everything. Your your dad caused my dad to dust. Now I hate you. Like, you know, shit like that. Fucking mm. hate Kari. Anytime I was around her, I did not like her. She was made instantly inferior the moment I just showed up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my stance on her. And uh, you can have a good design, but that doesn't make you a good, a good wife. And, and there's something else about, like... I don't know why. I don't know why it is, but something about her like shocked expression sprite is just really appealing to me. I don't know what it is. I, I think you know what I think it's because Yukari is such like a doe-eyed character. It just appeals to me on like a on a subconscious level. Um but I'll admit that, you know, I haven't finished Persona 3, so I don't know a whole lot about Yukari other than her parents are dead and uh oh. And that she was really, uh, really opposed to you know shooting herself in the face to make to make a persona happen. Well, I'm not uh, gonna say too much, but I will just say that the two two of us who were regularly on this podcast both agree that she is the worst. So, uh, Skylar has been on record saying that multiple times. I'm not saying oh he voted this. I'm just gonna decide that. Okay. Yeah, so you haven't finished it, but that, you know, let, let that be a, a little note. Like, hey, the two people who have finished this game and the other Persona games afterwards agree that she's, like, the worst of them. Well, 
as per these rules that I just made up, you know, waifu, waifu cast rules that I just made up, uh, if they're in the event of a tie, uh, viable wins. So, she she's viable. Well, no, she's not. It's well, gonna be inconclusive, and we'll bring it back when a third person comes in. Because I made the waifu cast, so I'll make the rule. I hate it. I hate when we have to bring a third person in. They never agree with me ever. Well, anyway. I mean, you better you better convince someone else who's played the games and actually likes her to come on here. Spoiler: You won't find anyone else. <laughs> let me let me find my fourteen point PowerPoint uh, presentation. Pull that shit out. Um. Anyway, moving on to the news. Uh. So not, uh. Pop, first off, starting with our anime news, Pop Team Epic's final chapter is being released. Uh. Currently, the size. Uh. Currently, um, Pop Team Epic's manga, which is being hosted on the Mango Life Win website, is being published. Uh. One page at a t- uh, One page a day, uh. For the chapter, um. I. It doesn't actually say how many pages there's going to be, unfortunately. But oh, I didn't know this. The anime will get a television special. So that'll be cool. Uh, that'll be pretty fun getting some more Pop Team Epic animated content mm. uh, but but uh, yeah this this gag manga has been the, just great uh, even before the anime just having all the stupid reaction mi- images like ah you are motherfucker and, and the lemon licking shit has just been great I love it I yeah, love this. that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I love this dumb meme, man. This dumb meme manga. <laughs> it's so stupid. Did you watch Pop Team Epic, or are you going to watch it? I watched most of it. No, I did watch all of it. I watched most of it, and then when it finished, I watched the rest of it. Hmm. Yeah, I just I plowed through that at one point. Um, but yeah, yeah, it it will be it will be surely missed, Pop Team Epic. But I hope the author goes on to do better things, like Pop Team Epic Two. Um, so, so just keep doing more. Yeah, just keep doing more. Just name it other shit, but it's the same characters and everything. Um, next up we have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse wins a Golden Globe for the Animated Film Award. Uh, so what's important about this is this is actually the first uh. Uh, well, it actually. Wait, hold on. No, I, okay, no, I was getting this reversed. Mirai, the movie that was beaten by Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, was actually the first um, anime film to be nominated for the Glo- Golden Globes uh, animated film award after they made a rule saying foreign films have to participate in that specific category. They can't go for, like, best foreign language film or anything anymore because I guess anime would just blow that category out of the water for some reason. Um, but yeah, Spider-Verse 1. I haven't seen Spider-Verse yet. I really need to. Uh, super good. Is it? Is it super good? Mm-hmm. That's, I'm it's one of my favorite anime movies in the last few years. Damn. That's, a, that's high praise for a man who, who likes cartoons. Well, I watch a lot of animated movies. Yeah, I bet you do. I don't know. Moving on. Superman Red Sun to be the next Elseworlds arc adapted into the animated f- movies by DC Films. And Diedrich Bader has been confirmed to be among the voice actors. I don't know who that is, do you? It cut off for a second. Who? Diedrich Bader? I'm searching right now. Uh, I recognize that actor. Um. F- uh. 
he ooh, um what has he done in voice acting <laughs> jesus christ i so you okay so this guy if you google him you'll see his face and you'll understand immediately like oh i've seen that guy but i have no idea who he is because he was in like napoleon dynamite and, and and a bunch of other movies but i'm trying to get his his actual like works that he's done um please please uh imdb help me out here please i'm trying to do a show um Oh no. Uh oh, he was Booster Gold in Justice League Action. Uh he was Stan the Guard and wait, they made a TV series of Tangled? That's that's not surprising actually. Yeah, they did. I don't they know how long a, it was a thing they, for, but they made a TV series of Big Hero Six also. Jesus, okay. Who is it? Alright. I'm trying to desperately find his uh Oh, he's gonna be in the uh, Harley Quinn TV series. That's neat. Um, just as the action shorts, my <clears throat> oh, he was in Bojack Horseman. He played a uh, Judah Manodog slash Blimp Pilot. Uh, that's those are not real characters. Um, he played oh he played Craven the Hunter in the Ultimate Spider-Man TV show. Slash the Ultimate Spider-Man to that point. Damn. Uh, well, he also played Moon Knight in Sergei Kravinov. Wait, is Craven the Hunter and Sergei Kravinov no. the same person? That seems weird. No, that's, uh, oh, wait, you said, uh, yeah, it's Craven. No, wait, yeah. no, Sergei Yeah, that's Craven. Oh, what? Okay, I don't know why they would credit him as two different people, two different names, but okay. Um. Gosh, I, they are. Did you see Gravity Falls? Sorry, it, I don't know why it's cutting off every now and then. Did I see what? Gravity Falls? No. Okay. Um. Oh wow, who? Like they, he's credited as a voice actor, but I cannot for the life of me find his actual like. Okay, let's check his behind the voice actors page. This will actually be helpful. Um, what movies does he keep in? Um, okay. So, oh, he was in the Boss Baby. I how can I have not heard of him? Jeez. Um. Uh, he, oh man he is in nothing substantial from what I'm seeing I don't know why this was supposed to be an important thing that they even mentioned him in this fucking article uh, oh he played Batman slash Bruce Wayne on the Mad TV show in the cartoon do you remember those no yeah Oh, oh, okay. He played Batman in Brave and the Bold. Okay, I, I, that why, one I'm familiar with. Why, why, why is that not his top listing? Why are all these other bad shows above his Batman Brave and the Bold? Okay. Yeah. So, Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, God, it's in the article. I'm fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. It's literally the next sentence in the article. Okay, I'm moving on. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Red, uh, Superman Red Sun is what if Superman landed in communist Russia instead of Kansas? So that'll be interesting to see. This is that's this is one of those movies that I I had wanted to see, like in like live action film, but because 
DC can't seem to get their shit right. Yeah, they, yeah, it might happen eventually, but considering the fact that DC can't seem to get their shit right when it comes to live action films, uh, you know, I'll take an animated film that's more likely to be good. Uh, what isn't likely to be good is Eddie Murphy's return for Coming to America 2. Uh, which, yeah. Which should, if it's not titled Coming Number 2 America, it's wasted. It's it, You gotta throw the whole movie away at that point. There, there's no reason why an old comedic actor and old comedians returning sequel film should not have the number two in the title. There's no reason. Okay? They they wasted it with Anchorman 2 uh, and uh, what, what was what was the what was the Ben Stiller one? The one where he's a uh, he's a he's a model. What, what was that called? Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't recall. Zoolander, Zoolander two, you know, Zoolander two was waste, was a waste. Uh, Anchorman two was bad. What else was there? Um, like dumb Anchorman and dumb, too, dumb and dumber, like er, er three or whatever. However they do that, was bad. Eddie Murphy, what are you doing? Why can't you just make more Shrek movies? Just, just get that I'll, Shrek movie. I'll stick dude. to my sentence that I like. Anchorman 2. That's fine. You can do that. But why do we need a Coming to America 2 sequel, and how are you even going to do that sequel? How does that work? Um, By Eddie Murphy needing money, because he hasn't done anything in a while. Right, but how does the plot work? Mm. Like... Like, does he get forced out of the country and he's got to come back to America? Is, is this going to be a spy Trump film? Got him, Trump got him deported. Uh, he's he's like, got the... Go <laughs> you like that? I'm worried that that's going to be what this movie is going to be. It's going to try and be some weird pseudo-political statement that's just going to flop really hard because it's trying to be a pseudo-political statement and trying to be funny at the same time. Because this is the struggle of our people. <laughs> yes, this de deportation is the struggle of black people around the world, not other things. <laughs> no, nothing else. I oh, could you imagine if it was that tone deaf? It's just like they're throwing all the black people out of the, out of America. What's going on? This what really says it was being directed by David Cage, co-directed. Ah. <sighs> uh, I'd probably go see that movie. I'd be so excited to see that movie. God, I, I, I'd buy tickets. I'd buy tickets right away. I'd buy two tickets just to make sure all my friends could come with me, and I'd have a spare seat. <laughs> oh come on! I, I thought that was funny. Whatever. You know, you know, I thought it was funny. Unlike Coming to America Two. Speaking of two, Resident Evil Two's one-shot demo just came out. Uh, I played it yesterday. Did you play it at all? Well, probably not, right? But no, I haven't had the time. Um, dude, that demo is sick. I finished it. it. Yeah, uh, I somebody thankfully found made a trainer so you can actually just uh, make the time unlimited on PC. Because uh, that that's it's half the thing, hour, right? Yeah, it's a half. You get a half hour limit um, uh, for this demo, and uh, whether you finish it or not, whether you actually complete the task it gives you. Um, 
you you get a trailer and then it asks you if you want to buy the game but so you can play for as long as you want um um but at thir- once you get 30 minutes it's that's it you you can't play anymore um you have to make a new PSN account and then re- and then shut play up game. yeah really? oh, yeah i didn't know that's yeah. how it works yeah no it's a one shot on your account it's it's account locked that's why somebody had to make an unlimited timer on PC cuz making a steam account is way tougher um or it's just more annoying it's a lot more of a hassle because pc games on steam are account locked so i can't just make a new account and then play the play the game through steam i'd have to like download it for that account specifically and it's annoying um so yeah you only get 30 minutes um it's been finished in like three minutes minimum um but average time is like 15 to 18 minutes so unless you're like going out and like exploring or whatever you uh you know uh you can finish it fairly fairly quickly depends on i guess how familiar you are with resident evil 2 and how much you just kind of want to explore it um it is super fun it is very spooky uh, and it has some of the most violent-looking corpses I've ever seen. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but holy damn, somebody gets the shit kicked out of them. And it's great. Uh, please go out and get this demo. It's on PC. It's on Xbox One. It's on PS4. If you if you don't want to deal with the time limit on PC, there's a trainer out there you can find. Uh, on sorry consoles, you gotta you got to just make new accounts. I'm sorry. Um, but it's such a good demo. It, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would definitely recommend playing that Claude uh, if you have time today. I will not. I will not have time till Friday. Oof, jeez. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, just maybe, maybe Stewie will play it for you. I don't know. He probably will. Speaking of demos, the recent Devil May Cry 5 demo has been pulled from consoles. Uh, or from Xbox One, rather. But a new one is coming for PS4 and Xbox One next month. Uh, specifically, let's see, let's see, February 7th. Uh, what I love about this is the fact that uh, PC has yet to get a demo, and it comes out in March. So, you know, I love not being able to see all my nice PC settings and stuff. So, you know, I love it. But considering the PC settings on the RE demo... Uh, it's probably going to be very similar. The RE2 demos PC settings are ridiculously good. Um, even going to the point of showing you this is how much this setting changes your amount of processing power that you'll need. And it's, it's, it's great. Um, yes. So, um, yeah, the new Devil May Cry 5 demo, PS4 players will finally be able to play it because... For whatever reason, they decided that only Xbox One players got to play the demo uh, that came out fairly recently. So, Claude, make sure they paid for that. Yeah, they probably did pay for that. You're right. Um, So, yeah, Claude, definitely make sure you get that because you you need to play it for me. I won't be able to until March something. When does this game come out again? Well, that one I'll make the time for. Uh, It comes out somewhere in March. I don't know when exactly. Um, March 8th, specifically. So, yeah, man. Just fucking so many good games coming out this year. 
RE2, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, whose uh, epilogue video will come in a post-launch patch. Um, so, what seems to be here is, like, Square Enix knows that as soon as that game comes out, everything's getting ripped immediately, coming to the internet. Even though, you know, technically it's already out there on the internet because of the, the asshole who stole a copy from a distributor. Um, mm -hmm. But... So, for those unfamiliar, Kingdom Hearts games typically get, like, a special... Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. This is a completely different... I'm sorry. I was thinking this was, like, going to be, like, a, the secret ending video that's in every Kingdom Hearts game, where you beat... You, you basically 100% the game, and you beat the hardest boss, and, and you get a special secret ending. No, this is different. Okay, so the epilogue... Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is this is an epilogue um, ending. Uh, epilogue video where it's, I guess it'll tell us what the future for the series is, because this is supposed to be the ending for this whole Xehanort, Xehanort arc, I guess, as they call it. So, I don't know, that'll be interesting. I wonder if they're going to stick with Sora and Riku. I mean, me probably, more than likely, if I'm, if I'm seeing, if I'm, you know, yeah, probably. But it'd be cool to see the series, like, completely change gears, switch characters around, Maybe have a time skip. Maybe have some other shit going on. I don't know. Maybe don't even use Keyblades, dude. Just start using guns. Just start using firearms. Just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just... You got the gun blade, and then you got Leon as your main character again. Yeah. Oh, you, it's fall. Final Fantasy... It, no, it's, it just turns into Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, because the Kingdom Hearts series is just a prequel to Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> How mad would you be? I wouldn't. I'd, I'd love it. I'd love it if somehow this all just turns around and it's just Final Fantasy VIII remake coming out. Kingdom Hearts 4 RE uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 uh, FF8 is the subtitle. We're just we're not even using full words anymore. We're just using acronyms now. Because fuck naming conventions, am okay. I right? Now, where does Ultimisha come from? Ulta what? She's the villain of Final Fantasy VIII. I didn't play Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she's a witch from the fucking future. <laughs> oh, what? Like, yeah, it's time traveling involving. She comes from she comes from the sequel to, to Kingdom Hearts 4. I thought this was the last one, and then it just led immediately into Final Fantasy VIII. No. It's Kingdom Hearts 4. No, yes. Yes. So she comes from the future, right? So the next game is the future where she comes from, and then it ends with her going back in time to the la to the game prior. <laughs> it, it's cyclical, you see. It's it's all cyclical. I really like. I didn't like that game. I don't remember much about it. The thing I was most impressed about it is like part of their plan was like we need to let her win in order for us to win. I don't really remember how that worked though. <laughs> What? We need to let the villain win so that we can win in the future. Maybe it was like if she wins now, she'll be at a she'll we'll have an opportunity to like I don't know take advantage or something. So let me get some more information. Let me put out some more information on this uh, this Kingdom Hearts three patch. By the way, uh, the first scheduled for the so there's a so there's some free game updates coming around on and around launch day. The first scheduled for release alongside the game on January 29th will be the typical bug fixes along with a quote-unquote memory archive story recap 
A second patch on Wednesday, January 30th, will add the epilogue video. And then on Thursday, the 31st, a third patch will add a secret video. Uh, the epilogue will be viewable, viewable to anyone who has finished Kingdom Hearts 3. And the secret video requires finishing the game along with various criteria. So that is going to be the secret ending video that Kingdom Hearts games are known for. Uh, so that's what they're doing. They're trying to be like, okay, listen, you're not going to fucking spoil our plans day one motherfuckers you're gonna spoil it on day three we're not we're, we're gonna make sure you can't do it right away never heard of this before of uh of um secret, uh, oh yeah me neither but i mean it's kingdom hearts rabid fan base it makes sense what doesn't make sense is uh red dead on red dead online's um latest uh, latest update gun rush mode which is a battle royale um why doesn't that make sense because it's red dead redemption why does it need a battle royale because it's fucking a major company and they're like battle royales in season right now and and for them i can get it the most because it's something they just threw in the game later it's not like they like were like rushing to make this part of it. it's like all right we finished the main game what can we work on now god what if what if this was all what if Red Dead Redemption 2 was all just a long con to make the world's most sustainable uh, battle royale game? That would be pretty weird considering that uh, they put a lot of time and money into the other modes. Like, in insane amount. No, dude, they, they made the game to fool people into thinking that they'd want Red Dead Redemption 2, but they really want Red Dead Redemption 2 Battle Royale mode. Like, come on. Makes perfect sense. All the kids that are playing Red Dead Redemption 2, they're, they're going to eat that shit up. Yeah, just... It's, I don't know, it's stupid. I hate it. I hate Battle Royale modes. I hate how they're permeating everything now. I'm waiting for Doom Eternal's Battle Royale mode. It'll ha somehow somehow it'll happen yeah who, who epic will epic will make it happen i don't or bethesda bethesda that's right that's who owns doom not the not epic yeah uh, i was epic. confused for a second i was like how are they gonna manage that yeah yeah i keep confusing doom and quake as being belonging to the same people for some reason but no, uh, one of those matters way more than the other you're right you're right um Epic does matter because Epic just uh, changed its refund policy to match Steam's. Um, let me just That's go. A pretty good it. segue. I'm gonna give you that. You didn't even notice the Kingdom Hearts three segue, dude. You didn't even notice it. I didn't. Yeah, exactly. I, I got. But then I, again, I was looking at something. So. Oh damn. That damn. that one was you know. Well, when you listen back. Well, make me a promise when you when you're listening to the podcast on Monday, listen for it. Listen for the segue, please. Okay. It's all I have. Let's see if you can hear it. Okay. So, um, the change is within 14 days of purchase and under two hours played, which matches Steam's policy. I was hoping. Uh, yeah, here we go. According to Variety, to previously refund a game on Epic, you had to submit a ticket. From there, you'd get a verification request where you need to fill out several fields of information, including your public IP address, which most people like don't know how to do offhand, they'd have to Google it, the date your Epic Games account was created, an invoice ID, your, lo your location, your account's display name, the final four numbers of the debit or credit card connected to your account, and the date of your last login. 
Only then. A file, a file of your first child's blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the picture, making sure that it's your child. Otherwise, it doesn't count. And then only then would your ticket actually be reviewed. So it's not even they would accept the request. It's they would review the request after all this information. So now, provided the fact, provided that you ask within 14 days and playing less than two, two hours of the game, uh, they will work on providing you a refund, which is nice. Um, this game store has been getting better. Uh, the, my one issue with it right now is that its review system that it has is uh, opt-in. So a dev can just decide, I don't want people to review to have public reviews of my game, uh, so they won't be show up on my page, which kind of sucks a lot, because it's kind of the point of a review system is being able to actually see, hey, uh, this game is bad. Um, and I would also hope that they get a forum system set up soon, uh, because Steam, Steam troubleshoot forums have been a godsend forever i mean that's how i found the trainer for re2's demo so you know it's still going strong mm -hmm. yeah <sighs> i'm just i don't know I'm, I'm i'm really hoping the best for for epic game store you know we we really need better game digital media outlets now more than ever with just how widespread they are uh, with how important the internet and being able to distribute data is and and just having a good storefront is just the key which is why i'm so happy that nintendo finally joined the humble bundle store so now i don't have to go on the fucking eShop to to buy these games because the nintendo eShop is trash it was trash on the 3ds claude said it was trash on the switch and now I don't have to go through that. I can just buy them all on Humble Bundle. Um, but you don't have either of those two things. I don't have either of those two things. But you know what? My little brother has a Switch. And that's better than nothing. So, whatever. Uh, so, Nintendo, uh, in the US only, I should note, it's only for the United States. But that... I don't know why that is exactly that might be because of licensing issues with Humble Bundle. I'm not sure. But they've got everything. They've got all the they, what they have is Nintendo Switch games and Nintendo 3DS games. So if you're still one of those people that's still playing on a Wii U for some ungodly reason, uh, no, stop it. Um, but yeah, you can get all your your classic games. You can get your Super Mario Deluxe. You can get your your Smash Bros. Your your Pikachu's. Your party. Your Mario parties. Uh, all that good stuff. Um. Everything, you can get everything that's on the Switch worth having. And then they've got a handful of 3DS games. Not every 3DS game. Uh, they've got Le the Legend of Zelda games, the Pokemon Blue, Red, Gold re-releases, the new Bowser's Juniors, the new uh, Bowser's Inside Story game release. Uh, Bowser Vore. <laughs> Bowser Vore, yes. Uh, they've got Super... <laughs> If you've ever wanted to buy, if you ever wanted to play Super Mario Bros. for the for the Nintendo on your 3DS, now for only five dollars you can you can do that. Uh, same with Super Mario Bros. Three, uh, and they've also got two uh, Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valencia, and the Season Pass of it. Why does the Season Pass for this game uh, cost more than the game itself? Shadows of Valencia is forty dollars. The Season Pass is forty five. No, don't worry about it. 
don't you're right i shouldn't worry about it it's fire emblem nobody cares about fire emblem uh but you know what people do care about uh uh, uh pc ports and oh boy the catherine pc port was not is not particularly good um yeah so, i know you posted about that before but i didn't get like a i wasn't there for like a full explanation what about it is so bad okay so first of all, let me let me let me pre, uh, pre what's the word pre uh preface let me preface the, all this with Catherine on pc Catherine came out on pc the other day uh, it's called Catherine classic because it's not full body which is the new re-release which is coming to consoles um which also got a western uh, announcement which is good we don't have a date but we it was announced so it's 20 bucks and the main problem is with the way the game was advertised the game was advertised as having unlimited un unlocked frames frame rate um i don't know if you're familiar with that phrase claude but to, for people who don't know uh essentially an unlocked frame rate means that the game is not forced to stay at like say 30 fps which is super common for old titles or 60 fps it can go from it can go 30 45 60 75 144 whatever your monitor's refresh rate is an unlocked frame rate means it can go at that refresh rate and it'll it should in theory be smooth um it also has a, a japanese voiceover which was not available in the original western release so that's cool the problem being is that the frame rate is uh not unlocked it is 30 fps some of the UI elements are 60 FPS or 144 FPS, depending on what your your refresh rate is. Uh, the cutscenes are locked at 30 FPS, or some cutscenes are locked at 30 FPS, and some other cutscenes are 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 at, are actually running at your system's uh, refresh rate. Um, what happens is is that the game has been the game has been made in such a way that it um basically i don't know how to describe this but basically the game tricks the system into thinking that it's running at whatever refresh rate it's supposed to be running at but it's actually duplicating frames so you get a very weird stuttering effect going on when you're playing because it's not you're actually just seeing a frame repeated and then the next frame and then the next frame repeated over and over and over again instead of individual frames that are all unique it's like it's almost like seeing the same motion twice it, it's hard to it's it's kind of hard to describe without physically seeing it but we actually did get a message from the developers at sega um, who decided to clarify. So, videos are locked at FPS due to the original assets being fixed at 30 FPS. That's that's normal. In-game, in-engine cutscenes render at V-Sync, which would, in this sense, refers to your monitor's refresh rate, or whatever you have it set to, or higher. Animation, movement, camera, and rendering should be at V-Sync in all areas, but apparently they are currently bugged, which is what's causing this issue. Uh, however, as some of the game logic is extremely precise for elements such as sheep, blocks, and bosses, they are triggered at the equivalent, equivalent of 30 FPS as in the original console game. 
So this is basically meaning that the game's AI um, and scripting, essentially, for events to happen, like uh, a block dropping or a sheep moving in a certain direction, is their, their triggers are happening at a 30 FPS rate. So uh, basically, while you might be running the game at 60 FPS, you have to wait for that for your invisible timer to reach the 30 FPS mark for anything to change and activate. It's um, and unlocking these elements would fund would have fundamentally altered the gameplay, so the timing for them was preserved. Um, also, there's and it, that's yeah, that's right. And that also has to do with weird frame timing. Frame timing is essentially the time in between frames actually showing. So typically the standard is 33.3 milliseconds between frames. Um, when you have weird frame timings, like say you're off balance from one on one frame or the other. So it's 45 millise milliseconds on one frame and then uh, 55 mil, uh, uh, 55 milliseconds on the other frame. What mm -hmm. kind of, what happens is like a weird skip effect, like where it, it, it kind of feels like something is hanging, like just for that one split second difference. Uh, the witch, the Witcher three had this issue at one point, uh, when it was launched. And so did final fantasy 15 where, you your character would run but due to bad frame timing it would almost feel like the character is like skipping on one foot like they're like they're almost limping in a way so on in like a game like the witcher where like you're running around on foot and stuff a lot that doesn't feel very good and then for a puzzle game that also doesn't feel very good but I'm happy to see that the Sega devs actually talked about this and it's at least stated to be a bug rather than like something explicitly designed in such a way because that would be really bad if um, you know the people the people who did the PC port just designed this in a really lazy and ineffective way to make the game pretty fucking bad and, and the advertising to actually just be false advertising mm-hmm yeah, so I'm good that this is, I'm happy this is, this is a bug and it's nothing explicit. What is explicit though is the fact that the people who did the PC port used a fan-made tool to extract the the game assets from the original console release, and they left the code in there. So then people were like, "Hey, you fucks, you this is our shit." Thankfully, they thankfully the 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 fan tool is open source and the license but the license is nebulous so people are allowed to use it but it's not necessarily known whether or not the the creators or the copyright holders actually allow it to be used in uh in a um what's the word uh a commercial product product so until that person comes out and makes a statement it's kind of up in the air whether or not that's actually allowed. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and another thing is uh, all of... The, so the game also talks about how it has native 4K support. Um, what it does is it... Uh, for all the like the images and stuff like... So in Catherine, you get, you'll often get like text messages with, with pictures on them. Uh, they, they used an upscaling tool, which is open source and is allowed to be used in commercial products. So it's not really bad. It's just kind of weird to see it in a 
commercial product from a well-known company. Uh, they use something called Waifu2x, which is an upscaling tool. And we know that they use that because you look at the 4K image and then you look at the original image and then you look at the same Im the same original image put through Waifu2x and the artifacts are the same. The, 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 it still has trace traces of, of things that make something look like it was run through two, Waifu2x. So the port, the team who did the port didn't do a very good job. Think, thankfully, you know, it's just the frame rate that's the big issue, and that's just a bug. But there's just kind of like, it's just kind of lazily made through mm -hmm. stuff. But I'm, enough about, like, dumb technical shit. Let's move on to not dumb technical sh shit. Like how Japan made it, made it illegal to mod consoles, including the action replay. So, now, uh, this is more on you. Like, I, I, a lot of these things have been, like, stuff that's, like, I had, like, a very little knowledge on. But, like, this one's something complete. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I didn't know that was... So, when you said you can't mod it, what exactly? Like, you can't... All right. So... I'm, I'm going to go through this article real quick. Um, the, the, these laws are part of Japan's Unfair Competition Prevention Act, which was revealed in December 2018. Uh, the laws are designed to prevent someone from unfairly turning a profit off of a company's software or electronic product. Um, uh, the wording of the law allows it to extend over what were previously assumed to be harmless actions, such as... Uh, adding new games to the NES, Super Nintendo, PS Classic consoles via mods or using an action replay. Uh, the three exact actions that people will be punished for, um, and perpetrators are liable up to 5 million yen, which is pro approximately 46,000 US dollars, uh, or five years of prison, or both. Uh, distribution of save data editors and programs, distributing, selling, auctioning serial codes and product keys without the software maker's permission and services that offer the editing and slash hacking of save data and or modifying hacking game consoles. Uh, so things like action replay cyber save editor for PS4, both popular in Japan have been forcefully discontinued. Uh, this law also creates a firmer stance in Japan around the act of reselling digital download product keys, which has typically been a rather gray area in the games industry as a whole. So, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, action replay is like it's just like a cheat thing. It, you know, it's it's just a way to cheat, like hack your games to have cheats. It was very popular during like the classic console era, like NES and Super Nintendo and shit, uh, and I think even the PS One. Um. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, I misread this. So, adding new games to the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and PlayStation Classic consoles, those retro consoles that come out, it's now mm -hmm. illegal for you to to add add new games into them via, like, oh. an SD. Which sucks, because now those things have even less value if it's an actual crime. <laughs> wow, that sucks super hard. Uh... But yeah, like save data ed editors are super everywhere. So basically that trainer that I used um, for that RE2 demo is now illegal to, to distribute. Um, selling and auctioning serial codes and product keys makes some sense. You've had, you have a lot of companies like Green Man Gaming and uh, some other places, which, you know, they, they're what's called like the gray market in the sense that like they buy their keys from somewhere 
possibly somebody else who buys the original keys and then sells them to Green Man. And then Green Man sells you those game those keys for a discount. Uh, so uh, for like RE2, a lot of people are talking about like, oh, Green Man Games has 